King and Yates, they bridging the gap From the US to Dubai, put pins on the map Ball is life and that's a fact And a ball is life, about that exact King and Yates, they bridging the gap From the US to Dubai, put pins on the map there's a time to score and a time to assist Ain't no YN team, let the winning commence From generation to generation, game don't stop The new and old school got the game on lock It's all legendary, it's all necessary We all been all-stars before February And after that, King and Gates, after racks But really trying to get some wins, not just padding stats Two basketball lovers through happenstance BTG Nation here we go, back at it again. And let's shout out to Waze again for that crazy intro. Every time I listen to it, matter of fact, I just had uh, Young Arthur listen to it. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you know a lot of the kids be talking about music, Spotify this, Spotify that. You know, I check in to see what they're talking about. And we've been telling them for maybe, what, like six, seven months, like, look, we got a podcast, we have a show, like, y'all need yeah. to check it out, right? So. Now that he's been our young intern, he came to me the other day. He said, yo, coach, you guys got your own theme music? <laughs> I said, I've been telling you, you guys probably got the coolest coaches in the world and don't even appreciate it, man. You know, here we go with that, right? That's a great kid, too. That's a great kid. Great. That's, a, that's, a great, that's a great pickup for us. But listen, though, Arthur's been with us for, what you say, a cup of tea. Yeah. He's already doing everything we said, do. Right. How many times have I told some of our returning kids to go listen to the pot? He did that immediately. Yep. That's why Arthur is going to be successful, and some of you guys are going to be looking at him as he crossed the stage and get a few new awards. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be successful in life, too. Period. Like, just he's a go-getter. Period, period. He's a sponge. Man, so BTD Nation, you know how we got to start it. Listen, they, they, they bridging the gap. Hey. They bridging the gap. They, they, listen to, it, listen it, to listen, KG. They, they, they bridging the gap. They bridging the gap. They... they here we go, Young OG, Triple OG here, episode 76 of three seasons, 26 season finale here. You guys know exactly where we're at. We're here in Dubai, live from our number one destination, the JVC First Collection Hotel. We are here, we're in action. Man. And it's a shame you guys can't hear our music. Yeah, yeah. So you guys don't know, but we got a little bit of an audience today. You know, we got two guys back there that, you know, when I came in here early, they already had their refreshments and, and, and hors d'oeuvres sitting to the side. And I was like, I called my guy. I said, yo, what's going on? And so they came in right before we started and they asked to sit in. And so you guys don't know, but we got some plans and it's crazy how God works. <laughs> we got our own little market right here, research happening. So we got a live show today. You know, we got two folks here. And so it'll be, yeah, listen, everything happens for a reason. So you guys won't be able to hear the first part of this, but when this drops, you'll definitely appreciate it. So you guys know how it is. You know, we're going we gonna to start it with a little something, but I, I want to set the tone for today too, right? I want to set the, the tone for the energy energy we've been had, the energy we're going to keep having. See yourself as high as you possibly can see yourself. Who do you see yourself as? And there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. Clarify and define your vision for yourself in the highest possible way that you can see it. That's your first job, is to see as high as you can see it. Be delusional, even. Yeah. Right at the apex of what your mind believes is possible, maybe push past that even a little bit yeah. and define it. See yourself. Listen, that's from Cole right there. You are and now so tuned in to the world's famous Lee Bueller. 
What we oh, doing? Shit. What we doing?
Getting back to it. Um, so shout out to Lee. Shout out to DJ a lot too. Lee, Lee, you got some comp now. You got some comp now. Got some folks that's like, yo, I can give you some mixes too. So we might be starting to battle the DJs here next season for sure. Um, but OG, I, I ran across something that kept popping up, you know, and it go right along with 
with who we are, with culture. And um, I think I think I'm gonna play this for the people because it's something that I thought was interesting. You know, it's a good little sauce, but it's a play on on what is the secret to success, right? We hear so many people talk about it, but you know, it's different ways to break that down. So, ask your P, what's the component for success? Is it the way you think, the way that you talk, how you dress? Is it the people you meet, the shit that you learn, who you impress? Is it your line of work and what or how much you invest? I guess. To succeed, you gotta overcome your fears, battle your own greed, conquer your own demons, become unsure, second guess everything you believe in, survive through the suffering to figure out the meaning, and go hard to the moment you bring the cream in. You might lose sleep, but it's gonna feel like you're dreaming. One day somebody asked. That was a that was an art form right there, right? Like that right. That's what you fell in love with, right? Yep. Like I thought when I first saw it, I thought he was just talking. Right, 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 right. Then I caught the cadence. But then I still was just so attached to the words because what he was talking about was, you know, it's, it's something that we're always trying to figure out. And as we at the end of the podcast season and we at the end of the the season for Hoop Mountain, that's something we got to ponder on. It's like what has success looked out, looked like this year? Because when you got to put the bootstraps back on and lace them up again going into the next year, you got to evaluate whether or not – the year before is showing any promise. Like, right. what's that look like? And so we'll reflect on that a little bit more in the, in the episode. But I wanted that to set the tone because I feel like that's something that we've talked about internally every day. We sat every in the parker, parking lot talking about that. And so um, I'm not even going to do the Hoop Mountain update yet. We're going to get into that later. Let's just go right into the NBA. We already – we talked about it last time. CP3 got waived. Yep. He didn't get waived completely – I guess they they were preparing to send him to DC. <laughs> and and you know how we feel about the Wizards on this podcast. If you get shipped to DC old into your career, it's a wrap. Yeah. It's a wrap. And so the big part of that is that Bradley Bill, Isaiah Todd, who was a number twenty two pick two years ago in the draft, seven foot guy, and then Brandon Goodwin who is a young guard as well, are all going with Brad Bill to Phoenix. Yes, that's right, Phoenix. Man, shit, they got serious. What you, what you looking at, what you see, I'm more interested in how I think the rest of the league is going to react to it. But what do you see? I'm, I mean, it's not a trade that makes me say the rest of the league has to react. I, they're going to get better in certain aspects, but they're going to be worse in, a, in other aspects. Because you can't replace Chris Paul, his leadership. Can't, can't replace him and his playmaking. You bring in Bradley Beal. What, what is he going to add that you already don't have? Oh, well, they couldn't score last if we watched. Just those two guys, though. Yeah. They had, they had two scores. But you, you think about it. You put him on the floor, they're still going to have trouble because – Who's going to be their playmaker? Well, that's where I believe the two years – is it two years or three years that Chris Paul was with the Suns? Right. Maybe three because they went to the finals that one year, then they got out early than this year. If, if we've paid attention, and this is what I'm guessing that the organization is betting on, but if we paid attention from last season to this season, most of the time – Devin Booker was the one initiating the offense. One, because Chris Parker, I mean, Chris um, Chris Paul was out a lot. But as you started to see him grow, he started to look like a guy who could get you 25 and 10 and 10 assists on the things. Now, 
I, we know what his nature is. We know what his nature is. But that type of evolution of his game will make him a bona fide stud and a different type of player. And and when you bring in Bradley Bill, because we talked about how Bradley Bill was a benefit of playing with John Wall his first four or five years because yeah. he couldn't create for himself. So if he has to go into the spot where he has to play with less dribbles and catch and shoot, I think he could do it. Yeah. In, in theory – Everybody's supposed to be able to get a little bit better and, and alter their games to, yeah. to be successful. But Devin Booker at his best Dog. is getting buckets. Yes. And the one thing he's gotten better at over the years, I think, is his defense. And I think that's enough. You don't <clears> – <throat> I personally wouldn't want him having to be a playmaker. I just wouldn't. Because I, I don't want to take away from what he does while he's still young. Bradley Beal, we know he don't play defense. We know that. I'm just saying. And, we, and and you got Frank Vogel as a coach now who is a defensive, defensive guy. Yeah, yeah, defensive guy. So, you know, so I mean, my thing is yeah, on paper it looks and sounds good, but I don't think it's much of a change because they're in the west. You know, if they they were on the east, you know, it be it be a little different, but I don't see the league having to react overreact with them. And well, they're bringing the big fella in from Washington. You know what that's for? That's a backup for Aiden because you know, they're going to probably get him out of there. Yeah, well, it looks like you know it looks like Aiden is staying. That's why you send CP3 out and then you get rid of Monty Williams, right? Because they talked about Monty. Some stuff came out saying that Monty Williams had an issue with um, Jay Crowder and Aiden. Like they weren't responding to his style of coaching, and he he might be old school guy who's like, "Look, man, I'm sick of it. You ain't giving me what I want. Like I'm not going here." But I think what dictates how the league reacts or their success is how they fill out their roster. Because the only people they have on contract are DeAndre Aiden, KD, Book, it'll be Bill, and um, Cameron Payne. Those are, those are the five, and then they'll bring in two with the trade. And so they'll have seven players. And so they'll still have to round it out. And you have a lot of free agents out there right now, like guys that will be looking to go and fight for a championship. You know, Dante uh, DiVincenzo, he just opted out. Kuzma opted out. Draymond opted out. Um, you guys, guys like Pat Bev and certain players all over the place. Ju they saying Julius Randle might be on the market. Um, a bunch of different players that are going to be open. So if they can, you know, round it out and see what happens. I'm glad you're optimistic. I don't know. But but we have this is where we need to research it next year. I'm hearing a lot about the new CBA agreement. Right. You might have heard some rumblings about how in some places it's it's effed over the mid market guys and it's made it even harder for super teams to come together. I'm not we haven't I haven't done any like hard research on it, but they're saying CJ and Grant Williams killed the players in that. Mm. Yeah. And so I think that affects how they round out the roster, too, because you talk about the luxury check uh, tax that. Golden State had no problem going over the last few years that they were going for that dynasty. Right. And now you make that adjustment to where you got to watch how you spend. And so they're saying that the Wizards are going to take on all the bad contracts they can because if you take on the bad contracts, they got to give you draft picks. Right. And so we'll see how that goes. You know, the Wizards are the, I just the saw something, like I think it was yesterday, where uh, the Wizards were labeled as the worst uh, run uh, organization in the league. In the world, Craig. In the world, Craig. Like, I just, we, King, uh, people who've never been don't know, but <laughs> DC is 
can I say a top five location? It, it if you a player, it could be a top five destination. For sure. Like like you think it's L.A., it's Miami, it's New York, D.C. You put Houston in there. You put Golden State in there. You put Golden. You put yeah. You put it's San, in the mix. It's, it's in it's the mix. Depend, it, in Houston, you know, it, just, it depends on yeah. your flavor, but for sure, it's it's in the mix. But but even then, it's literally every flavor. Yeah, it's literally every flavor. Like D.C., you gonna get your you can you can get you can get away from people. Or you can be in the mix. You got a million different cultures around there. It's a hub for all your networking yeah. dreams. Like, it's everything. Like, there's no reason the Wizards should be this bad. Like, people, people, and, and it's, D.C. is quote-unquote small market, right? But if you go to D.C., Zion with the roster he got in New Orleans, that terrible roster of, of, of pieces. If he goes to D.C., it's a whole different world over there. <laughs> like, it's a whole different world. Like, I just don't get it. That's why That's why you get called the worst the worst uh, ran organization because it's D.C. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, man, that shit terrible, man. And so Draymond opting out, I think that's interesting. That's big. And Mike Dunleavy is now the GM. He's taking over because um, what's his name? I forgot his name. Oh, uh, um, oh my God! I can't. What's wrong with us, man? We're exhausted man. <laughs> physically, <laughs> mentally, and emotionally. What's, what's my guy's name? That uh, um, I can't think of his name. Yeah, but we'll get it. But he's out of there. Myers, Bob Myers, Bob Myers, yeah. Bob Myers is out. So Mike Dunleavy is in as a new GM, and then Draymond opts out. That is something that could shift the league. Draymond was making what? 22? 27. 27. It'll be it, 27. That, that's the player option he had was to make 27. Where are we? What do we see? What do we see as the best fit? Mm. You know, I'm saying LA. Yeah, you're always going to say LA. Yeah, I'm going to say LA. But for sure for him, with what we got now. Man, they need, I mean, he's a good fit anywhere because he he does all the dirty stuff. He And, he, you know, he's a facilitator. Motivator. I mean, he he can play anywhere, basically. And he's going to change the org organization. Right. Like, people have talked about that. Like, you say, let's say he goes to Phoenix. How does that change DeAndre Aiden, right, to have a motor like that with him? And not just a motor with somebody in his ear, but on a defensive end, he's doing the same type of work he's going to be asking you for. Well, let's let's not go that far because Aiden might be a special case. I'm I'm serious. I know you said Monty might be an old school coach, and him and uh, Aiton and and Crowder may not have responded to him, but <clears throat> it seems like nobody's been able to get Aiton motivated. This is since college. Go ahead, go ahead, and say how you really feel. I mean, you 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 sugarcoat it. You no, sugarcoat no, it. Just I mean, go ahead. Listen, they, man. Miles Turner should be. They should trade him for Miles Turner. What? Yesterday. <laughs> Ye- yesterday, just because this cat, he. He looks, his body language, facial expression, looks like he doesn't want to be in the NBA. His facial expression, he just a little funny looking. That's Come it, man. Come, <laughs> on, man. Come on, man. And Coach Roland, I don't mean no disrespect. I'm just saying. Hey, Uncle Roland, though, too. Uncle it looks like he just doesn't want to play, man. He got his money. He good. You know, and Crowder, you know, I don't know what happened with that because Crowder normally goes to most places and plays hard. But, you know, you can't, you can't go all those places that Crowder's been and, you know, and have the roles that he's had and be sensitive. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, yeah. Come on. Monty yeah. Williams is probably one of the most soft-spoken coaches in the league. 
And he let you play. Like, you were getting big minutes. It wasn't like you wasn't there. But if he went and told you, look, we're going to rock with Cam Johnson and we're going to rock with Michael Bridges because they're younger and they got more upside, you just got to deal with it because it's a fact. Yeah, yeah. It ain't right. like it ain't no, nothing made up. So Draymond to Dallas, if Kyrie stays, that'd be good. That changes them, right? Um, Draymond in the East Coast, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. But he'd be a great Miami guy. Yo, and and I'm hearing that Portland may be throwing the house at Miami to get Bam. Yeah. And we'll get to Dame next. But this is this is the one thing that I think is funny. Um, reports are saying that Carl Anthony Towns Jr. and his girlfriend are urgently looking for apartments in Manhattan, New York. And they're saying, you know, he's a Jersey kid, yeah. Dominican roots. And they're saying that he may be the piece that they need. Because I saw some people talk about the fact that Dame to um, to New York is not as, you know, glamorizing. Because with Jalen Brunson, is so good. He's so good that getting another guard you don't really think you need. Now, I think Jalen Brunson had a great season. But to say that he's so good that you don't need to look at Dame, that shit is blasphemy, kid. Like, I, I, these reporters are going crazy. J- J- Jalen Green, I mean, Jalen Brunson. Whoever reported that, they didn't say that was, they didn't, they, no. they didn't say that without smiling. Listen, King, they I'm just telling you, I'm telling you. They, I saw because it was a podcast, and there was one of those ESPN guys, he said it with a straight face, straight face. And sure about it, you know how they look at the camera. It's like this. And I'm like, yo, like it's that thing about having one year, right? It's just one. I give him I give him I give him two and a half. Yeah. He's because yeah, he's, yeah. he's balling. Yeah. But no, I don't care if he had five. You still you 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 still have to look at the fact that even if I have to pair him and Dame in the back, like I gotta do something. Got to. That if Dame is available, I gotta I gotta look at that. So they're saying it may be Brooklyn. It may be New York, Brooklyn or Miami. Brooklyn or Miami. And so. I ain't going to Brooklyn. Man. I ain't going. I can't. Yeah. They're saying, it's just one of those. It's, it might be that East Coast um, um, team that has that bad juju. I can't see them happening either. Like, I don't, to be honest, for Dane, outside of Miami. I want him to stay in the West Coast. And the yeah. reason why I want him to torch Portland every time he plays. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. But I, I really don't know where I would see Dame at to give him a chance <clears> to actually win with someone that can give up some pieces. Like, you know, new mm-hmm. Only Miami. Only Miami, yeah. right? But if Miami gotta get up a give up Bam to get him. I take that back. If he can get in Boston. If they could keep Jalen Brown. That would work. They definitely wouldn't be able to keep Jalen Brown though. They'd have to give up Jalen. Yeah, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, I mean, because he'll, he'll be just swapping spot. Yeah, West Coast, East Coast, and yeah, they need more pieces regardless. But like, Dame, really, the only place you can go is Los Angeles Lakers, and win. Like, if you could go as we constructed, right? If we were to send um, D'Angelo Russell, because everybody can put him in any type of package, D'Angelo Russell and a couple other pieces, and keep Reeves. That changes that changes the life for Braun too, and it makes it. And I wouldn't even be mad if we traded Anthony Davis and found a way to get a different big, you know. Like, you know, hey, I ain't really mad at that. Dwight Howard's coming back. 
Dwight Howard done. Did you did you see Dwight Howard say they offered him 30, 65% less on the contract? Yeah, I can see that. You said that though. Yeah. You specifically said you're going over there playing around, <laughs> joking, you ain't getting no wins. Yeah. You and, mess it up. And, and they invested the <clears throat> the house to bring him over. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I can see that. It's yeah, overseas, yeah. baby. That's what you Yeah, Don't that's play. what you get. That's what you get, punk. But we'll see how that rocks, though. And so, shout out, shout out to Lou Will, who just retired after 17 seasons. Damn. You know, Lou Will got the most points of any reserve player. Three-time, six-man of the year. You know, Lou Willville, underground king, everybody's favorite from the, from the hood favorites, as we say. That's a that's a great career that he and remember Lou Will came straight from high school mm-hmm. and from South Gwinnett right. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know much about Georgia King. Could you let it? Could you let the people know what it means to be a, a pro from South Gwinnett? Oh, I mean, no, 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 no. They they were they had good teams. Now don't, don't you gotta let you gotta let us know. I don't know. That's the Atlanta area. Like yeah. they don't they had squads now. You gotta let me know. Come on, man. It's you know that AAU circuit down. Yeah, it's tough. Man. Yeah, Come on, man. yeah, yeah. But you think? <clears throat> You're talking about that. Look at all the guys from from that area. You know, we talking about Glover. You talking about Dwight Howard. You know, they're, mm. the high schools, the high school basketball yeah, scene yeah, is yeah, tough, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, true. true Crittenton, true. may true. <laughs> Hopefully, he's all right right now. Yeah, Anthony Edwards and all of them yeah, from around there like, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's big dog, but 17 years still. Yeah. And I remember watching him play South Gwinnett against Oak Hill on TV yeah. and putting 40 up on him. Exactly. <laughs> and then not understanding it. So, you know, that legendary fade to the left. <laughs> when, when you entered the league um, without going to college and you're a guard, that means your game is heavy. 6'1". That means yeah. your game is heavy. Yeah, it's different. And he's not, like, he not a body no, guy. Not, like, at he, not at all. He's he from that same – Type of cloth as Jamal Crawford, like you just you just gifted man, you just naturally there, and yep. you were a, a gym rat. So shout out to you, big dog. We definitely appreciate you. So let's talk about Zion a little bit, because I'm hearing that Zion is there's a chance that he won't be in New Orleans come Thursday. They fired Teresa Weatherspoon, who was like she was like that new age bridge. She kept she had a really good relationship with a lot of young players, and so they were, they fired her probably like a week after. That um that situation with the the baby mom and the lady all over the stuff. But so. why would they fire her? Because they say they say that was I think one of the key reasons for keeping her was because of her relationship with Zion, and so that might be one of the indicators that. And she stayed there after being um, offered jobs from other places too, and so that may be one of the keys that Zion is on his way out. They're saying. Mm-hmm, okay. Where where does and we know Zion didn't want to be in New Orleans from the get go, right? Yeah, from the jump. So where does this country bumpkin go, man? Like who, what teams, what teams do you stay, do you say, look, if he's right here, right now, you got to offer to get. Immediately when I'm thinking of East Coast teams, I'm thinking of Boston. Yeah. Because they need somebody, they need a score in the interior. Yeah. You know, he would, he would fit good. And they get up and down a lot too. So, and they spread the floor, you know what I'm saying? So that'll give him a lot of four. Are you saying Boston with Jalen Brown or does Jalen e- Brown? Either or. Yeah. Either or. You know, 
you know, with, without Jalen Brown, that gives them more space because yeah. <clears throat> whoever they have taking his spot is just going to be, you know, standing in the corner. But um, you know, Jalen is a he's not he's a shooter, but he's a slasher. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying. Better with the ball, so that'll free up you know more space for him. But um, any on the East Coast, who else? I mean, he's gonna he's gonna do work on any team. But yeah. you're talking about New York, New York. For sure, he'll but do work. I've seen some likes, but can he handle the New York market? If he couldn't handle the women in New Orleans, what's gonna happen if he gets the New York King? I mean, the world, worldwide West and them gonna have to. But you know, you, growing pains. You gotta learn. Yeah, maybe he's learning. You know what I'm saying? But it looked crazy for the league. Yeah, but you know, an old pro told me one time. He said it didn't matter what market you in, you in the league. Facts. So you got access to stuff that other people don't have. So, Facts. so he could have been anywhere and yeah, anywhere in the world. Yeah, and it's gonna happen. Yeah. And mm, we'll see. You know, I, I'm I'm excited to see how it goes. You know, everybody's talking about um, the draft. We haven't said much about. Um, Hold on, man! Don't gloss over this. What? Tell me about the the strippers and all that stuff. <laughs> so, so this is another reason why they say he's gonna get traded. So the one that we talked about last week that that was upset that she wasn't a baby mom. She been on Twitter going crazy. And the last tweet that I saw, is like 30 of them, but the last one that I saw was that she said she was going to release sex tapes of her and Zion if the Pelicans didn't trade him by Thursday. Hold on, Salon. <laughs> All right, she, she's had like 30 tweets. At least. About him. At least. <clears throat> and he's, she's putting public pressure on the Pelicans. Today. And him. She black. It's like it's like blackmail, yo. It's doing crazy, man. But it's 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 so tainting. Like your reputation just look crazy. How she? How she get the record? How she record the? Listen, she said she said I'm all good with consent. I can't say that I didn't give him consent to record and all that. Listen, she talking a lot. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm not gonna read the tweet. She got him. She thought she did, but she she talking herself out of everything she could have got. Because then she showed messages of him texting her and be like, yo, why are you doing this on social media? He's like, look, just take everything down and I'll send you something. And she posted that. So I don't know. She's like, like this a woman scorn, man. Like, she ain't going to react the way you think she's going to react. It's going to go different. And this cat, somebody tells cat, don't even respond to her. It's too, it's, hey, look, she done killed it now. And so it's... If, if if he gets traded on Thursday, which the pod has been recorded on Tuesday, it'll be out probably Friday. If he gets traded any time before the season starts, it's just going to sound funny. It's going to sound funny. And so the Pelicans, you know, CJ went into a wild situation <laughs> and leaving Portland. You know, at least all you had to worry about was basketball. But where does it go now, right? Yeah, he said, don't, don't hold up. Don't gloss over the strip. <laughs> hold on, man. What? Yeah, what? That's your fault, man. The OGs don't be there to help nobody, man. Nah, y'all don't keep on teams anymore. Name one OG on Pelicans, uh, Pelicans team. Yeah, and then and this is no disrespect to Teresa. Yeah, but a player is different. Yeah, but, and a man, yeah, you, and a man. You, you, yeah, you gotta. He's a young guy in in New Orleans. It's a small market, but New Orleans is New Orleans now, and he's got access to tons of money. So he was flying them in and all that stuff. You need you, you need a man. I'm sorry. You need a father figure. I'm sorry. And they they just showed a clip. I just saw a clip with Jeff Green was breaking down some stuff in the middle of the game to um, Aaron Gordon. And you know Jeff Green, 15 years in the league, and they was like, "This is why you need 
a true vet. A true one. Yeah. A true one. Right. And and UD, like quiet as cat. People had jokes about Udonis Haslam all year. But the Heat got to the finals. And all of them will tell you Udonis Haslam was a huge part of that. Man. Keeping that locker room together with the ups and downs that they had all season. Man. Like, come on. Who whoever's got jokes about UD, you don't know you don't know his resume. Right. That's facts. You don't you haven't watched enough basketball. Yeah. You know, it's it's a microwave time. Yeah. You know, quick rice, minute rice. Ain't nothing crazy. But we'll we'll get I don't really like I said, the draft is here. The draft will be here Thursday. We haven't really talked much about it because I think we are at the point now. You've seen way more drafts than I have, but I've seen enough drafts to know that I don't really care about any of this until I see Summer League and then I see the first couple games of the season. Like the draft part really, like especially now because it's like it's so many people, so many players. We see all of them so much anyway. Like uh, Victor, Victor, the French cat is the one everybody's talking about. Brandon Miller, of course. I'm a Scoot fan. Brandon Miller does look good, but I'm a Scoot fan. I think people are giving him a bigger chip on his shoulder that's going to push his career. But I'm a Scoot fan. I'm, I'm one that's betting on him. But the, I haven't really paid that much attention to the draft the last probably 10 years outside of a few players just because you don't get a chance to know them anymore. See, back in the day when you know guys stayed in college two years, three years, you got a chance to know them, know their story. Guys move around too much now. Guys are short timers, so we. I, I couldn't tell you who the. I couldn't name ten other guys that might go first round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you don't really, you don't really pay much attention to it either because it's a revolving door, right? And like really, maybe one or two of those guys are gonna get some significant playing time. The ones that probably really have the best shot are the ones that get late first round, second round, because they'll probably go to good teams, right? And so you think about um, like Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray went to went out of Iowa, and that's the the rookie that was um, in Sacramento, right? He got into a pretty good situation. New coach with Mike Brown, got some vets and some young players that's already there that's pretty solid, and so he gets to go into a spot where it's a nurturing organization. All these young guys. Orlando, Charlotte, like, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. You're going to have to be a real professional. And so, I don't know. The French cat is lucky, blessed. Blessed. Big time blessed. And they right. say that, you know, Pop might sign a three-year extension. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you're going gonna to get a chance. Yeah. You're going to get a chance to learn regardless. So, um, we'll see. You know, salute to all those guys, though. Salute to those parents that get to watch their kids walk across the stage. Because I can only imagine how that would feel. <laughs> you know, like, regardless of what the career may go like, getting that moment and getting getting that first check. You may not get the second or third, but getting that first one. Hey, listen, <laughs> in today's market, that first check is life-changing. It ain't like it used to be. Man, not at all. And so big congrats to them. But, um, yeah, we'll we'll get into basketball later. But, you know, the season's over. All season's going to be rich. It's going to be crazy. We're going to come back for the se- for, uh, next season with a lot to talk about, I'm sure. Yeah. But we got to do some reflection going into the end of the season, end of the year. Um, it's the end of the fiscal year, as we'll say, right, for, for business for us. It's the end of the podcast season, the third one at that. And we always – But, but later in the summer, even though I'm going to be in the States, 
If something else comes up with Zion on the strippers, we're gonna get, we we gotta, get on the phone. We gotta get on the phone. We're gonna get on the phone. I need to hear more about that. We gonna be it's gonna be a few more things that pop up. We might you might get a hot episode randomly in the middle of the summer. We'll do a little check-in joint. But man, OG, let's start with Hoop Mountain. Yeah. Like, cause you know, this is this is this is our our project, our child that we're raising out here. It's growing, the community's growing. Like, what's your reflections on the year? And just you, ups and downs, everything. You know, every year you know, you always want to say the number one thing that you you reflect on and, and you're proud of is that everybody that came into the program got better mm-hmm. during the course of the year. And this year was a turning point for us in that we did a lot of stuff to build the community. And, um, and I know for sure 95% of our kids all got better. And the reason I know that is because within those communities that we were building, um, those community activities, every family said something positive about their kids' play. You know, and, you know, not only just their play, but how they interact with other people. How they have they started to show respect for adults and authority, how they um, communicate with each other on the court, off the court, you know, just how they conduct themselves in other aspects of their uh, daily lives. And and um, that's probably the the most important thing for me in terms of reflection, man. We've we've grown so much, um, not just in in revenue and, 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 and numbers, but just in terms of what we're trying to do here in, in the UAE. Yeah, it was the, everything is such a, um, like every time we get to a new rung of the ladder and it's something new for us to do. It's like nerve wracking, you know, because we we started the year knowing that we had to get like testimonials. Right. Like we were at that point to where it was time to get people in front of the camera to, to voice their opinions about things. It was time to offer some new things. It was time to do some new stuff, some new things that I had said I wanted to do two years ago. It was time to implement those plans. And when it's just you and me. And whether it's successful or not, it really hits us. It's tough sometimes because you never know how people gonna react. Yeah, like and and we can't be like, yo, I'm doing so much for you, you gotta support. Yeah. <laughs> like some well, of the people don't care about that. Yeah. You know, well, it's, it's business, right? Yeah. This particular profession, much like being a teacher, a firefighter, or a police officer, you you don't get the recognition. Mm-hmm. you deserve right until something major happens yeah a kid goes to um school in the states on scholarship a kid wins mvp of a league um you save somebody's life as a firefighter mm-hmm. as a police officer you have, um you uh you go apprehend some uh missing fugitives you know um teacher you know you got a, a kid who's um you know got accepted into an ivy league school or something like that that's when you get all your praise but that's that's a small percentage of what you do daily in your career to help people. And so sometimes we don't get what we deserve, but I, I don't I try not to take it personally anymore because I've learned that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, yeah. And that's 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 I'm at that space where I still take some things personally. Like I have moments where I get pissed off because I'm like, like, yo, I don't see my wife. Yeah. I don't see my child now. Like I'm like I got to balance a bunch of things. There's things that I want to do. There's things that I'm going to do. Um, there's a lot that we've sacrificed 
for these guys and girls here and even for the families that sometimes it gets taken for granted. And it, it's a process, too. For anybody that's just starting on something, I, I don't think it's bad that you take it personally at first because that means you care. Okay. Yeah, You just got to make sure that you have those moments behind closed doors so you can experience that frustration for some time and then let it bounce away and come back to be like, I can't take it personally. Because one thing that has happened is every time that I wanted to take something personally, because it's always that funny thing. You could do a million things right, but the one time something goes wrong, it's like you forget about all the good that you've done because you feel like that just takes everything over, right? Yep. Like whenever I've had those moments where I've been frustrated, literally the next day or even maybe the next hour, a parent reaches out. Somebody says something to us. Somebody's like does something. It's like, yo, you guys are doing an amazing job. And I'm like, see, that's the that's what we need. Sometimes we need that reminder, right? Yep. And so, um, you know, that's something because we did we did the barbecue, we, had, we but we did the first one on us. Yep. Right. That was a gamble. We had a film crew. We paid for the we paid for the cooks. We did for all that. It took some change, and it turned out great because from there, we had two more, right? That was sponsored by parents. And so it's done exactly what we were hoping it would do. And so now we got just what we need to start something annually. And then I did the, the apparel. We're scared shitless, King. Because <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was gambling. Because I know where we're starting with is not where I wanted to finish. But sometimes it doesn't get to that part of the journey. Sometimes you get stuck right at the beginning. And so um, big shout out to Adnan and the Emirates Apparel team for working with me at the stage that we're in right now because i'll tell you they gave me six thousand us dollars worth of merch off the strength <laughs> without me putting anything down right you know i would say that's the credit to the relationship i built with them doing smaller projects probably did like eight or nine smaller projects with them where everything was on time everything was was easy and i was easy to go so when i came back for the big ask they was like look go ahead Go do your thing. So shout out to you guys for understanding where we are and what we're trying to do and working with me as we push that through. Because, man, whew, I was like, are we going to be able to sell enough of these <laughs> to get there? And so it came through. What What were some of the worries you had at the beginning of the season? Um, you know, just being here in Dubai, it's it's the same thing. You know, the same thing that other academies deal with as well. Just um, getting an influx of, of new um, players and, and retaining the ones that we have because there's so many there's so many factors that you know um you know can affect your academy you know which there's so much to do here recre recreationally like my goodness th this i've never been somewhere where every birthday party is so extravagant that hey as a kid i wouldn't want i wouldn't miss one either mm -hmm. i'm just being honest with you you know uh, there's so many, um, there's so many, you know, competitors out there, and it's just, um, it's just, a, it's just a different lifestyle that, you know, we're, you know, we're competing with, with a sport that is is still virtually new here, you know, yeah. what I'm saying in this region of the world. So, you know, we're trying to introduce a new sport, and you know, and and then capture the kids who do have that do have some experience in the sport. And it's just tough. I always worry about the numbers. Do we have enough? Do we have enough people coming in? Do we have enough revenue so we can keep this company afloat? Because um, 
our livelihoods are, you know, are depending on this. Yeah. See, my worry is, I worry about how how the parents and kids respond when they first interact with us, because we, in comparison to everything else around here, we're pretty we're pretty hard on them, like not unwarranted, not anything outlandish, you know. Like we give an expectation and we hold them to that expectation. Some of them don't have them expectations in school right. or other places. But when they come to us, it's like, mm, nah, you, you got to carry that. And so at times you don't know if uh, somebody understands, a parent understands why that we carry it that way. You know, a lot of parents, now we're at the point we have enough parents that on the sideline, they're talking to the new parents and letting them know, like, no, nah, this is this is, this is is the real deal. Like, it's, it's heavy discipline, but it's going to change the way they interact with everybody. But I worry about that sometimes. You know, just because, as you said, it's brand new and like the basketball culture is non-existent like completely. Right. Like this, this everything around it. So you just never know how somebody's going to react to like, whoa, the kids doing push-ups. Right, right. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but, you know, our retention rate after we get people in for free trials is, is basically 80 plus percent. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Because people know that like, yeah, there is you know, quick discipline, so to speak, but the we're inviting to people. Mm-hmm. And the kids want to be around us. Yeah. And I mean that's come on, let's be real. Yeah. Like I said, I told I told Arthur, you got the coolest coaches ever right here. Like you don't even understand. I said you y'all haven't even seen half of it. <laughs> right. Like we really we really got some <clears throat> stuff for y'all. Um and so with that being said, what's the what's the outlook? Like what are we seeing going into the off season as we prepare and then what we want from next season? In the off season, you know, you know, you're gonna do the um, the summer session, yeah, and that's gonna be, you know, one that's gonna keep us relevant. Two, it gives us a chance to have, um, you know, opportunities to get new new players to come in and try us out, and to keep our current players that are staying in Dubai a chance to um, to really, you know, grow their game a little bit because it'll be much smaller groups, you know, in, in some cases it'd be more like a one on one, and um, and going into September. I think we're going to have a lot of momentum to um, to have a really good start. And there's a lot of things that um, they haven't seen yet that we're going to do. Yeah. And it, things that, you know, we typically do on a regular basis back home. But here it's going to be like, it's going to be eye-popping that, wow, they're doing, they're actually doing that. Because it's going to take um, a Herculean effort from us, you know, because, you know, it's a lot of time and energy. Yeah. So for me, I've, I think we've set a precedent with our social media. Like, I don't think I know we've set a precedent with our social media. You know, you know when we first started, I had a, a real specific plan. And you were all for it. You already knew I was in. But even with our, our investment team and our partners at the beginning, they weren't sure. They thought it should go in a, in a different direction. You know, we had a marketing program, a, a company that was pretty big that was trying to help us one way. But I was like, nah. And right now we're starting to see. The clear difference between us and everybody else with what the content is that we deliver. Because we can't have any business of any sort without having something to where it's a digital footprint. So people can be like, yo, these guys, they know what they're talking about. But then on the other side, it's like, oh, these guys are cool. And so we've we've really, we've we've put a, a, a benchmark on ourselves to where next year it has to be even better. 
right? And so for me, that's one of those things that I'm looking forward to. And um, it's a constant wheel turning, trying to figure out, all right, like like how, what, when, where. Um, and the momentum we have with the vlogs and things, you guys got to make sure you stay on top of that because that stuff is, is so dope. Um, we'll have some new things coming again as well. But keeping that momentum, because I think that's huge. I think that's where we get to talk our stuff without being braggadocious. They get to see it in real time. And so it'll be some more new things coming, some more stuff where they actually get to see us play and see some difference oh, there. Man, I'll put that up. Yeah, it'll change up everything. And so the social media for me is huge outlook. That's huge on the future. Um, and then our apparel still, some new things are coming there. But the number one thing that I'm looking for, which also works parallel with the um, social and the digital footprint, is sponsorships. Like, I've been... We it's something that we always grew up in anyway, right? Like without us even knowing, like we're sponsored by Toyota and Alexandria and this and that and this and that. And so I know how vital that is for everything we want to do. Because you said it's going to take a Herculean effort, but we ain't going to be able to sustain that. We're going to have to have some outside help. Yeah. And cool. so I'm I'm thinking I'm I have a feeling that our social and our digital footprint is aiding us in that on top of what we've done. And so I'm looking forward to what opens up with that because that has changed the world right there for us, man. If we can get some sponsorships and knock that out the park, yeah. then we'll really bring you some new heat. Yeah, it's it's coming, man. They, like I said, even we, we talk about our industry being new. A, a, a lot of people that are in charge of the, the marketing and things like that of some of these uh, sponsorships that we want to see, they're new to their job. True. So they gotta, you know, they gotta get a chance to, um, you know, get stabilized and, uh, and get a chance to see us. And it will be fine because once, once they all get a chance to talk to us, get a chance to evaluate us, and realize that, oh, what they're asking for is nothing. They just need a little help here and there, and then they'll take it from 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 that point on. Yeah, they're gonna, the sponsorship's gonna come. Yeah, I've, I have had one guy that we've talked with and met with, and he said, look. All I got to do is get you in the room and you'll take care of it because you sold me numerous times. And so, you know, I'm preparing. And so I'm I'm doing my work, too. I'm putting together the pitch decks, the sponsorship pack packages. Like, I'm doing my work on the back end. And so I can't wait till we get it, though, because it's really going to be dope because um, I'm looking forward to being able to share the wealth, you know, because that's the, that's the part of the culture that allows your stuff to work when you sleep. You know, like yeah. people don't realize, like when you get greedy sometimes, like you want everything, you knock people out that would be more willing to help you when you aren't in the room. Yep. Like those are the things that keep it going. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and so shout out to everybody. Listen, they, they, they bridging the gap. They bridging the gap. They, they you guys held us down, right? And so we got to reflect on the pod too. Consistency. Mm -hmm. You gotta be. You gotta really put that. It don't even. You don't gotta even work as hard as people think. You gotta just be. You gotta just put that work in. You gotta do something. It can't be no days when you sleep all day. Mm -hmm. It can't be no days. You can't let no. You can't let nobody. If you a female, you can't let a dude stress you out. You can't have a female stressing you out. You gotta understand that. You gotta invest that time into your life. Mm -hmm. And right now, it don't really matter. The future is what really matters. Consistency. Mm -hmm. Consistency. Invest that time into yourself. 
Now that's a, for the podcast reflection. That is that is where I mean that's really the same thing we did with Who Mountain too, right? But the podcast was uh, a bigger outlier because we ain't know what the hell we doing. <laughs> we ain't know what we was doing. We was just like. We're going to figure it out, you know, Google some things, put it up, don't know where it's going to go. And we're finishing three seasons, um, 76 total episodes. That's, that's audio and video. And, you know, here we are, um, 1,200 Instagram followers later, 600 TikTok followers, and 300 subscribers. Yeah, but but, but kind of explain the, the real, the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Cause, yeah. You know, because some people was here... The twelve hundred, and then compare it to someone else that has five thousand. Yeah, not realizing that some of that stuff is not real. Yeah. So the one of the things is is why I need why I played that Larry June clip, right? And he talks about consistency and investing in himself. And he also says you don't need to work as hard as you may think in comparison to what some people do. And so when you look at our Instagram and you look at our views on our um, on our YouTube. And you see those numbers, right? Because I get really proud of them numbers. We got 200 plus subscribers and we're averaging about 100 views, right? So that's like almost 50% of the people that's subscribing and actually watching the videos. And then on Instagram, we got 1,100 followers and I haven't bought a follower. We don't pay, I don't, I don't pay for ads. Maybe I put ad money in, it might be 10, maximum $40 a month. $40 a month for us in the way that we grow and for us to have all those numbers organically with a new social media that has algorithms that push certain type of content where you gotta kinda, you gotta do some things that's trendy where you gotta put some money behind some things. And for us, since we've gone, I think over the three seasons, I probably spent 70,000 dirhams because of equipment, because all of this stuff that you see, this is us that we put together. Studio time, because we had a studio for a while that we were using. And that was all of our money with nothing in return. And we weren't sure how it was going to go. But the real numbers we get, the people that follow us on Instagram are real people. Like, we do see people in Dubai that recognize us from the podcast. Like people that say, oh, yeah, I know you guys from that. And those are the things that we're living with and letting us know. It's like, man, we got a chance to really do something. Because it's only year three, right? It's only 76 episodes. Like what's going to happen after people start getting wind of that? Because we just had to be consistent. Because we started off on some, you know what I'm saying? We had, what's, what's that rat Martin was fighting with in the hotel? <laughs> That's what I was talking into as <laughs> the first type of thing. And so, and so now... OG, what? How did you feel when we even first started this day? You know, I, you know, yeah. I was. I'm. I'm about the 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 meat and potatoes of the business. Yeah, the foundation of it. And so this was another. This was another branch on the tree that I was like, oh man, here we go. This is extra extra time, energy, and money yeah. that we don't have. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> I said, if if we're gonna do it. We're, we're not going to do it half-ass. Right. I said that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, we got to put our own money into certain things. But there was a timeline. Yeah. That, you know, we had a timeline that if we didn't reach a certain mark or we didn't get certain things, um, you know, where we could improve, you know, our efficiency, then, you know, we'd have to make a decision as to whether or not we're going to do it. But, man, I was just like, 
I'm with it. It's, it's yeah. a, I know we got to do it. I think it's a good idea. It's just, you know, you know how I am. If I do something, I'm going to do it all the way. That's just, yeah. that's just how I am. So I, f- I felt good about it. You know, and seeing where we've come now, I'm super proud of this. Man. Um, even though I'm, I'm sitting here tonight, I'm exhausted, but I'm, I'm proud of this, man. Dead tired, though. That's the, that's the number one thing why I just know we're going to win. Like, sometimes when you guys see us up here, we are exhausted. And, like, I know you guys love a lot of the episodes and we give you guys all that we got. But I'm saying just imagine what happens when we got some time on our hand to prepare even better for it. And we can get a few more team members right now. Because right now we only got one guy back there helping us. And we, you know, we got to sometimes, and, and we, you guys know, because I've talked about the guys that have been here before. It's been a handful of people in and out of the doors, <laughs> you know. You guys know there's been Ethan. Shout out to Ethan because Ethan held us down big time over there, and he's doing well. And so you just never know. And we just at the point now to where if we get a team with us too, then we're really going to rock out because we, we're doing it all dolo, and we're doing it as best as we can. But it's now time to branch out and get some help. And so – we're looking forward to that, man. And OG, this is this is the one. So we gotta definitely send it out on a good note. You know, you know, it's always post game wrap up time. Um, while we think about how we want to end it with our really post game wrap up, I got somebody here that just gonna send a nice little message to the folks while we talk about what we gonna do. <laughs> there is no one like you. There has never been anyone like you. There shall never be anyone like you. Therefore, know yourself. Be yourself. Authenticity is everything. There is no one like I, I think in this time, that's something that we just got to reiterate. Be yourself, man. Be authentic. Um, love who you are, you know. And, and, and that, not, that doesn't mean try to be as crazy and as loud. And, you know, a lot of people, that they take that, uh, especially in, like, in clothes, they take that be yourself thing to just being outlandish, you know, tie-dye, color, color hair, all that wild stuff. No, just, just be you. Be comfortable. You know, and nothing wrong with that. Um, I want to end the year and the season with talking about the importance of reflection, especially when you spend a lot of time working, when you spend a lot of time just in the mud and you don't realize how far you've climbed out of it. And sometimes you think that you haven't made progress. But when you take time to look at the work that you have done, the process that it took to get there, it gives you a clear vision of where you're going to go next. And so, you know, reflect, appreciate, you know, pat yourself on the back for what you have done because it's not easy because if it was, everybody would do it, you know. So take some time to reflect um, and then give yourself some time to relax. I'm going to remove myself from social media. I'm going to remove myself from the pod. I'm not going to remove myself from hooping. I'm still going to do that. But I'm going to remove myself from the kids for a little bit. And I'm just going to chill. I'm just going to chill. <laughs> I'm just going to relax. I'm going to reflect. I'm going to read. I'm going to eat some fruit platters. <laughs> I'm going to play with my son. And I'm just going to relax, you know. And, and those things are important because we don't get to do this stuff every day. It's really a privilege. And so reflect, relax, and enjoy, you know. Man, this is, um, 
this is a little, uh, this is sensitive to me right here, man. Mm -hmm. This is um, somebody I've been thinking about probably the last <clears throat> five, six weeks just because I've had a couple college, um, you know, um, classmates and high school um, past this year, you know, and, um, you know, people that I haven't, you know, you say, oh, I'm going to get together with them and, um, you know, and, and, and break bread with them. But, you know, life happens. You never get, get that time. So, and this person right here, man, is somebody that, um, you know, was an important part of my life um, for a short period of time but made a hell of an impact in something that I'm really passionate about, which is basketball. And, uh, you know, I've, I've commented on, you know, things that um, he's done in the past, things that he said, quotes that I keep in my mind. And, um, and I was watching Mike Vrieswick, um, you know, you know, give the eulogy at, at Coach Cheney's, um, you know, funeral. And, um, and so I was watching some old videos and stuff like that. And I was picked up something he said where, and it pertains to us. And you always talk about the old heads. It's our fault. It's our fault if something bad happens to the young bucks. But I take pride in not being one of those guys. Hmm. You know, you may screw up, but if you're not going to screw up and say Coach King didn't say anything, if he if he knew anything um, in terms of giving you a, a positive, um, you know, reference to something that happened to me before or my failures, as an example. And this was never pass up a teaching point because you may never get it back. Hmm. And so if I see a young guy, uh, young lady, and they're under my care, or even if they're not under my care, but I can, I can approach them, and I see them about to make a mistake or doing something wrong in the moment, and I don't say anything, what kind of person am I? Mm. And I try not to be that person. So, um, you know, who lets things just go and then say, hey, you know, young bucks got to learn their own. I always try to, you know, lend a helping hand if I can. You, you got so, to repeat that one. Yeah. You got to repeat that one. Never pass up a teaching point because you may never get it back. Man, listen. That's, that's, that's big because, you know, we get that moment to where you don't want to sound like you're preaching, <laughs> right. especially for me because I'm not early 30s, right? And so in some space... Some people that's 24, 25, 26, they listen, looking up, listening to me about some things. So, but I never want to feel like I'm preaching. But then in the back of my mind, it'll gnaw at me if I don't say something. Because it's like, it, I can't let them go down there without me at least saying something. Because I know what it could look like. Right? But, man, that's... You got to speak your piece. You got you to gotta say something. Because if, you, if you're holding something in, it could be the difference in whether that person is successful or not. Change their life, man. Yeah. Man, BTG Nation, that's what it is. You know, we, we've made it a point to make sure that we try to teach. We try to bring cultures together. Um, you know, we try to share some insight. And we're going to keep doing that. We're going to try to give you even more of that as we go forward. But, man, you guys could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with us. You know, every every week you listen, every week you watch. Every week you comment, you like on Instagram. Um, you know, as we go forward, we're going to find ways to get even more interaction between you guys and us. But this is until next time, you know. This is a wrap for season three. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And you guys know how we ended. 
BTG Nation. Keep it real, keep it simple, and keep going. Player and coach, the brother, the brother. They both got views that you need to discover. From sports, current events, to just life talk. Whether you on a fast break or a nice walk, gotta tune in. You already know, G. This BTG Nation, and you one of the homies. Just tune in. You already know, G. BTG Nation, the other ones in the nosebleeds.